Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Somebody who's maybe out of work, let's say, I always encourage them to create dynamic one sheet. And when I say a one sheet, imagine just this beautiful PDF that has everything attractive about them in it. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Last time we got some excellent insights from radio's agent of the stars, Heather Cohn, executive vice president of the Weiss Agency, which represents many of the industry's top local and syndicated personalities. Often our interviews are trimmed for time, but this time, executive producer Cindy Hubert insists there's way too much information if we didn't have a second episode, especially focused on performers and even programmers who might not need a real live agent at this point, but could use some additional pointers, especially on negotiating their own deals. With that in mind, here's part two with Heather Cohn. So Heather, for those who may not quite be ready for like representation just yet, what are some things that the DYI negotiator should be keeping in mind as they're talking to a prospective place to work? Many people are not ready for agents. You know, I, I meet a lot of people who have entered the business in the last few years who may be in a smaller market and they approach me or, or some of my peers and say, hey, I'm ready for an agent. Well, not necessarily. It depends where you are in your career. It depends if you are dominant in a market, if you're ready to make a move. But you really need some sort of track record, as, as I mentioned before. But let's say that this is your second year. You're in a smaller market or a medium market. Maybe an agent isn't appropriate at this time. I still recommend that if there's an actual contract, you have an attorney review it. If mm-hmm. you don't have an agent, you should absolutely pay an attorney to review your agreement. Sadly, so many people don't invest in themselves this way, and then it becomes very difficult to move on to their next deal. Sometimes they have extremely long non-competes, very restrictive contracts. So be sure to protect yourself, invest in yourself that way, and hire an attorney. I always recommend that you keep a list. Keep, you know, your bragging list. And I know it's extremely hard to brag about yourself. It, it really is. I always say that the Probably the most difficult deal I've ever done was my own original deal with Eric Weiss Ah. because it was myself. It's personal. It's hard to brag about yourself. It's much easier to brag about somebody else and, and to talk about all their accomplishments. But I think it's extremely important, even on your your smartphone, in a notes section, start keeping a list of your contributions. It could be an advertiser that came to the station because of you. It could be a charity that is now involved with the station because of you. Anything that you have contributed from a revenue perspective, from a publicity perspective, from a social media side, let's call it a bragging list, and it should be. You've done great things, add them to the list. If you have a long list of loyal endorsements, add that to the list because you need to be able to go in and and share the things that, that you've accomplished, whether it's ratings, whether it's sales. If you have changed the face of a station through any of these areas, You need to be able to go in and say, look, since I've been here, we've gone from this share to this share. I know that the revenue has increased by approximately this much. I started with two endorsements. I now have eight regular endorsements. Uh, Three of those I brought in myself because I was out about town and encouraged people to call the station or I introduced them to a salesperson at the station and they're now part of our, our family. Those are things that are so valuable. 
and start creating that list so that when you do go into negotiations, you go armed with information that they honestly can't say isn't true. Now, if you're representing an on-air host, an on-air talent, what things can they do to make your job as an agent easier in pitching them? And are there any common stumbling blocks to marketing personal brands that some hosts just don't get? Well, look, if, if it's somebody who's maybe out of work, let's say, I always encourage them to create a dynamic one sheet. And when I say a one sheet, imagine just this beautiful PDF that has everything attractive about them in it. So obviously it should include a bio. It should include audio, but not just, you know, a demo. I mean, it depends on the format, but it may be a full hour. It may be a full show. It may be an interview with a great, great guest. Give them a variety of samples of audio. You know, one click. Click on audio here, and then you have your selection. Video, if, if you've done some great YouTubes, a link right there, or maybe video of you introducing a concert or an event or video from television. Plenty, plenty of talent do both television and, and radio. Put a link there so that they can see it. Pictures with celebrities or at charity events. Have a link for photos. And certainly, you know, all the call letters that you've participated in, headshot, make it a really attractive package. Your social numbers, if you, and, and this, is, this is certainly important, that the better that you are at social in this day and age, the easier it is to sell you for a job. Mm-hmm. If you have wonderful social media numbers, you know, list them. It's very, very attractive. That should be part of that one-page PDF. Now, do you have to do it that way? Of course not. But my experience is when I'm dealing with a program director who now has seven different jobs, they are looking at the email that I sent through as an agent, but their phone rings and there are a ton of other emails coming through and somebody is in their office and then somebody else is waiting by the door. Something happens, breaking news on television. There are so many distractions that why would I make it more complicated? Mm -hmm. Why would I force somebody to go to a website and dig up the information themselves? Make it really easy, something aesthetically pleasing, something that is user-friendly, one-stop shopping. So that's something that I would really encourage people to to put together. And obviously, if they do a podcast, there should be a link to the podcast as well. That's smart. A lot of people seem to be moving towards web pages now where they've got a lot of those things that you mentioned on one website. Do you think that's good for an employer or is it off-putting or does it depend on the market size? I still prefer the one page. I really prefer one page. I just feel like it's something that you put in your folder of potential clients to look at. Um, Yes, it's still one click, but somehow I've given it, I've given the employer, prospective employer, the information. I'm not asking them to do something. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just one person's opinion. That's simply my opinion. And maybe it comes from also my background as a former young programmer years ago. Right. Uh, it, It may be, though, that I'm somebody that receives countless packages a day. So I'm very, very blessed. Eric Weiss and I are very blessed that, you know, we have a lot of people that reach out on a daily basis. I prefer it when they give me everything instead of asking me to go do some work and peruse the website. Of mm-hmm. course, do I do it? I do it. I just think this shows maybe a little bit more effort. But again, that's just one person's opinion. It doesn't right. mean it's right. right or wrong. But if there is a website, obviously include it in the one page. <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. Yep. Is there any one thing you think talent should be preparing for today to stay relevant tomorrow? Yes. 
learning as much as they can about all new technology. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because I feel like talent, talent is working harder than they ever have. Generally, my personalities are doing blogs and they're doing social media and, and all types of promotional events. Plus, they're running out to a sales meeting for lunch. Uh, they're prepping like crazy. But there are a lot of requirements. They're doing a podcast. Maybe they're doing three different podcasts. There are so many requirements of talent today, tons of social media across all different platforms. So I think in order to stay relevant and in order to adapt to what's happening a month from now, three months from now, a year from now, three years from now, instead of just saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm good at what I do. I'll always have a job. Actually, you know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to learn the new technologies. I'm, I'm exploring things. I always have to learn and get better. And, and my talent does as well. And, and they do a great job of it. But I, you know, I encourage them to do so. So spending the time to learn about new technologies, new platforms, furthering your education, I always think it's great when I see a really strong talent, a winning talent show up to some of these conventions and sit in the room and take notes. They're there to learn. So I think we always have to better ourselves and we really can't stop for a minute. There's just no space for laziness in this business anymore. You got that right. We are with Heather Cohn, the agent to the stars. Somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear from you with your suggestions. Just email show at brandwithondemand.com. And your suggested expert can join others, including Heather, Edison, research guru Tom Webster, Easley's Buzz Night, along with top PDs and hosts, all in the previous episodes at brandwithondemand.com. And if you're finding this informational, beneficial, useful, hey, it's the holidays. Feel free to share it with a friend. It's free. Just have them subscribe, Brandwith On Demand, wherever they get their podcasts. Or tell any smart speaker, play Brandwith On Demand podcast. Coming up, Kipper and I will share a few tips and techniques to help you become a better negotiator. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. Brandwith On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Dave Martin here with Kipper McGee, and we've got some tips for you if you're negotiating your own deal, right, Kipper? Absolutely. And one thing you have always made very clear is to do your homework. For those who maybe haven't heard that from you, would you mind elaborating? Yeah, I think you need to go into a negotiation with uh, an understanding of what's really going on in the marketplace. Maybe you're in the market now. Maybe you're really negotiating for a raise. Maybe it's part of your annual review. But the most important thing to know are the numbers. Let's take just an example, $25,000 a year. Well, instead of saying $25,000 a year, let's take a different perspective. Let's understand that that number, $25,000 a year, is about $2,083 a month. And that really comes down to about, oh, I don't know, about $520 a week which if you're working a six-day week is about $86 a day. Wow. Well, what you really want to do here is go from $86 a day to $90 a day. 
That's $4, which doesn't sound like a lot. But $4 times 365 days a year is 1460 bucks, which by any measure is probably a pretty nice raise. Yeah, absolutely. So what you're looking at is a way to position the $1,400 a year raise as being a $4 a day raise. Because who wouldn't be willing to give a hardworking, loyal person like you $4 more a day? Right, Kipper? Well, thanks to you, sir, it has always worked for me. But when it comes to negotiating, sometimes the 400-pound gorilla in the room is salary. Can you share your philosophy on approaching that? Well, uh, if you're in the market, you've got a better chance of finding out than if you're outside the market. But one of the most important things that I like to advise folks who are negotiating their own deal is don't throw out a number. Mm -hmm. Throwing out a number is always going to be a trap for you. It, whether it's too high or too low, you'll never really know because you're operating in the dark. You don't really understand what the ground rules are with the person that is doing the hiring. How much can they pay? What are the upper limits? of what they're willing to pay for. The way to approach it, in my opinion, when you're asked what's it going to take or what's your magic number or how much are you looking to make, my suggestion is you don't throw a number. What you throw is a question, Kipper, and that mm. question would be, I want to work for what's fair and reasonable. And at the same time, I want a salary that's competitive. The key here is to add the following. Say, I'm a big believer in performance-based compensation. That is, I believe in betting on myself. I think the more work I do, the more contributions I make, the more opportunities I should have to make more money. So again, Kipper, it's a matter of positioning yourself. But don't throw a hard number. Let the other person give you a range of numbers, and you can even ask for that. Say, well, what's the range? What does a production director typically make in Omaha? You know, what kind of money does a midday person or should a midday person expect to make in Tampa? Those kind of questions will help you understand the market better by letting the person doing the hiring have a voice the first time with a number. So my advice is never throw out the first number. Good stuff. Another area that people can have challenges with is if they're happy in their position, but they want to earn more money. So would it be fair to think that same approach would work when asking for a raise? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when asking for a raise, you should understand how much you want. Going into a performance review, an annual performance review, do your homework. I have a really good idea of the kind of increase that you believe that you have earned. Again, there's a difference between need and want, and there's also a difference between what you've earned and what you'd like. <laughs> I think you're more likely to get what you've earned uh, based upon the contributions you're making and also other factors, including plays well with others or not, right. that may have a bearing with your manager, with the person that's doing your review. Sounds good. And we've got some more tips for negotiating. Just check the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. We hope you found these two episodes to be helpful and useful, whether you're negotiating to hire or be hired. And next time, we shoot the breeze, literally. John Ross from the popular Ross on Radio column and so much more unpacks the new Breeze format that's gusting up everywhere. 
and what he sees on the horizon for other formats, too. That's a wrap, Kipper. Being a great storyteller is part of the job. Really, we'll talk about it in one-minute marketing. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. Reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover brand with on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brand with on demand.